Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. Chad, today's episode is special because it's it's one of my co-workers, you can say. You know, uh, Chad Camper, head coach of UT Chattanooga Women's Tennis. And Chad, I've seen this guy recruit. I've seen this guy coach. We've played against each other. And what stands out to me throughout his whole life is the passion that he has for everything that he does. Yeah, I uh, number one, he has an awesome first name. And uh, <laughs> number two, I think everybody's gonna enjoy this episode. Really, really like for him to be at a secular school, um, how he just said he likes to ask questions. And, and one of the best books I've read here in the past two, three years is uh, John Maxwell, uh, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. And I think, um, you know, We've seen this here on the podcast on the art of asking questions. And I think as a, a coach at a, at a secular school, to be able to ask great questions was uh, really, really impactful. Yeah, we don't want to waste too much time. We want you to get to this interview right now. Coach Camper, thank you so much for coming on the Christian Coach Podcast. As you know, you've listened to a few episodes. Our first question is always, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Yeah, I think one thing is I, I got into coaching late and, and being a Christian for some years. I, I feel like it's a constant a kind of battle, battling against the world and the, and the world's narrative. And, you know, I think when we know the, the Bible verse uh, was a prophet of man, if he gains the whole world, but loses his soul. And I think that's a lot, of even what we do, you know, I know you and I are both tennis coaches, but like if we make the greatest team in the world and you know, and then we win the conference championship or even the NCAA tournament, but we don't do it the right way. We actually lose, you know, kids don't graduate. They don't do well in school. They have a bad experience. I, I know it's a bit of water down off that Bible verse there, but I really, I think that's strong to make sure that we're, we're balanced, you know, as, as a program. I think that also uh, the world gives a lot of lies and false narratives and we're kind of, you know, battling that. I think of like when, like just the thought of like being good just being good takes you to heaven i mean what what, what a disastrous like theory and narrative and i don't get all preachy on them but i do enjoy asking questions you know and having that back and forth and i think being someone different in their life that they may have ever had and i, I think that's the position i try to take as a christian coach yeah um what are some of these other narratives that you see um in the coaching you know, in the coaching, in our coaching um, world that, that you think that are so, so wrong if you actually <laughs> dive into yeah. them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. To get that deeper, I think like, cause I think a lot of times you just want to get that a, and then yeah. perhaps, you know, it's one thing to teach a theory at a university. It's another thing to teach us something is that's science and that's the rule. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't want to dive too deep into the idea of evolution, but it's just like, there are just some things being taught and they're, our student athletes are forced to swallow those lies and to repeat them and not to stand up to them at all. And then to think that's not going to have some effect later on down the world. Uh, I've, uh, I've in the past, I had a, a student, a good van ride. You know how the van rides are. Yep. Right? They can yes. Get, those they can are get, really good. Product. Yeah. Those yep. are good. And I had a young lady one time, a uh, very smart Christian woman was like, uh, coach, did you ever think that when God made Adam, Adam was an organism. And it was interesting. She was really trying to merge the, the idea of evolution yeah. into creationism. 
And I said, you know, that's a great observation. I said, but you know, um, in Genesis, God says, we made man in our image, yeah. which is God, the son, you know, Jesus and the Holy spirit. So good, good try. Like yeah, I thought that, it was great that you brought that up. Yeah. But I enjoy that back yeah. and forth. And it's not like, I've, you know, I don't think we should be as coaches in position to strike those ideas down, but to have those conversations. Yeah. And, and that's how I got saved. I was lost. And um, I was out playing professional tennis. I know you have a uh, just futures, you know, which is kind of like a minor league, uh, yeah. you know, professional tennis for those that aren't tennis people. And, and I had some good godly people ask me those tough questions and having those conversations. And I think that's, that's important. But again, back to my original point about being good, just get you to heaven. It's like, well, well, well Jen, if, if being good, just gets you in, then why did Jesus have to die on yeah, the cross <laughs> for our sins and have that conversation, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah. well, if you can be good, how good can you be? Like, is what happens if I'm better than you? Yep. It's like, you don't get in, but I do. But then somebody, you know, your head coach of Liberty, he's better than me. Yeah. Then he, I don't get in. Like, that's a dangerous game to play. But these yeah. are interesting questions to have. I think yeah. with our student I, athletes. And I love, I love the van questions. And, yes. and they go from, yep. how did you meet your wife? To <laughs> why is the sky blue? And yeah. like, you know, what, what is yeah. about Jesus that makes, you know, and I have a story. I had a, we have an incoming girl. We had this, um, our first January incoming girl ever. We never had it. Um, and yeah. she shows up and it's right in the middle of the season, right? She just shows right. up and five days later, we're playing a first match. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just running around and taking her to meet professors, taking her to me and it's during COVID and it's, and in Liberty is a Christian school and right, right. she transferred, she actually transferred from a secular university and sure. three days in of her stay, we're driving, um, running errands. And she was like, Liberty is a different place, isn't it? And I was mm, like, oh, yeah. you figured it out. Some people yeah. go through four years of Liberty and, and, and don't, and don't realize it. But, but I think it, 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 it goes to show that they're watching everything we say and everything we do as well. You know? Um, yeah. The, these kids I are. Think that yeah and they are especially when they can identify that you're a christian and you better know why you believe what you believe yes and you better have the bible knowledge with that because you only get one chance yep. if you even get yep. one chance in four years to have that kind of debate or discussion yep. that you and i have had in the last three minutes and yep. the fact that your student athletes saw how special and different liberty is what an opportunity yeah that she had that most people don't get true 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 yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let's go back in time let's sure. go to young chad um <laughs> What, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, is there a dream job that you had? Um, how was your family life? Um, and then maybe delve into a little bit more how you got saved as well. Yeah, I think that I actually have almost always accomplished everything I wanted. And to feel the unsatisfactory afterwards was alarming. Uh, you know, I, I actually was a quarterback in high school and, and you know, tennis. I was kind of, kind of a blue collar guy and played at Wright State University, had a great career, won a conference championship. But when I got, I played futures and I think I had three girlfriends. I was doing great, man. And then three girlfriends at the same time. Yeah, yeah, or... at the same time. I don't <laughs> be listening to this, but I, but you know, I was just felt so miserable and it was so something so incomplete at 23, 24. And again, got with the right people and, and got saved and, 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 but it hurt my tennis game because it started to be at about other people and not just about me and my second serve and how good my volleys were. It was like, and I think it took me a little time. And then I owned a trucking company and again, did well, made a lot of money and turned around. It was like, wow, this is so not fulfilling. And I think I finally learned from 
a couple of those mistakes and and got into um you know got into coaching and got into coaching to you know be the men's coach right yeah and then it was like yeah I like the women way better and I started coaching the women and, and, and I've had you know a great career and and really I feel the one thing I've learned I'm 41 years old probably learned in, in the last 10 years of coaching is just being balanced as a coach which makes me a better husband makes me a better father makes me a better coach and I think that that's really difficult in our field. And I think every coach that's listening in any sport is to, is to be that balanced. And, um, and then to be able to teach that to our student athletes. I have a young lady on my team that studies too much and it hurts her game. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to go Netflix and relax, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to tell her to go party, but it's like, you need to get out yeah. and do something. It's yeah. like, you need a social life. So I think that's, that's important. Yeah. 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 There's a, I heard a quote in a podcast recently and it said, Everything is good in moderation, even yeah. moderation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, I think that having that balance and seeing the student athletes, I think that's some. The more I coach, the less it is about the tennis or yep. the matches. The more it is just yep. about watching them develop as people and and watch them develop as players. Obviously, that's definitely my favorite part of the, yeah. the job. I I started this year. Um, not going, not actually standing inside the court during the matches and just watch yeah. them from the bleachers. Um, and I told them way in advance why I was doing it. And it's because my work is in practice, right? I'm there mm. shaping you in practice. And then when you're on that match, I want you to be you and mm -hmm. show all of your gifts that you have in there. Yeah. If you need yeah. me, yes, I'll come over and, and help out. But you won't grow if I'm there babysitting you. You know, right. It's, it's interesting because I was going to bring that up that, you know, I, I would say, I, you know, Bible says iron sharpeneth sharpen iron. And like one thing about a match is it really shows who you are as a person. Yep. And uh, there was a season and a match and, you know, in college tennis, there could be some cheating or, you know, you can use other sports and the officials didn't do a good job. And I got pretty heated. I don't get too heated too often. And I just started quoting scripture out loud where the whole place could <laughs> hear me. And I said, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall I also reap. And the whole entire place stopped and looked at me. Now, my girls giggled because they know me well enough. Yeah. And yeah. that particular program that I was speaking about. And I don't want to speak ill of the coach or even the young ladies. It could have just been the situation. And yeah. there's really not a bad guy, but it sure. could have been stopped. Yeah. And the disruptive behavior could have been stopped instead it, it blew out of proportion and that team never won a match the rest of the season yeah and that's one thing that and it's not a neener 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 you know to the other team it's sure. something interesting that at the end of the season i was able to bring that back up to the team and say listen god's a god our god is a god of order like when you read the bible in the old testament it's like he wants this building to be this many <laughs> cubits high and it, it can be a tough read yeah. right but it's yeah. like, he's a god of order and to think that you can go through time and put a ripple in that to think you can make a bad line call or you can cheat on a test and think that you're not going to pay for that. It's like God, he's a God of order and there will yep. be consequences to that. And I think my players really noticed that when I brought that up and it's, again, it's not a look at how great and righteous we are and how unrighteous and like, it's just like, look at this moment in time and see, you know, what we can learn from that. I had a young lady on my team this year. Again, I know not everybody in the audience is tennis people, but uh, we were at three, two in, in the match and, and you need four points in order yeah. to win the match. And, it was a true breaker in the third, man. It's like six, four in the breaker. And my girl ran to her left to her back and the ball was out barely. She kind of stops fast to celebrate. Yeah. She like hurts her knee really bad. Oh, so we thought, praise God, it didn't happen. Yeah. But I ran out, you know how it is, man. Yeah. I ran out, <laughs> picked her up, 
and I, I put her on the bench and she's crying and even telling the story. I'm having a tough time keeping it together. Yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, I think it was in. <laughs> I'm telling you, I couldn't be, it was out. And yeah. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I couldn't be in that moment. And that little second of time, I couldn't have been more proud of that girl. Yeah. That was the most proud in four years I have ever been of that particular student athlete. And luckily the official was standing there right there. And I yeah. looked over at him. He went like, he called it out with his yeah. index finger to let me know it was out. But man, like to think that's what bothered her in that moment, yeah. like that to me, I felt like I, she came in a lost, lost individual and I knew she had been saved. And to yeah. know that like, man, that was worth every win that I've ever had. And, and yeah. so I just wanted to share that story. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing. You, yeah. you glossed over a little bit the fact that you were a high school quarterback, but then played uh, tennis in college. So, so how was that? How did that come up? And then how was that decision made? Yeah, well, yeah, when I was 12, we were undefeated, un, uh, undefeated, unscored on. And uh, I hit puberty early, so I was like six foot at 12 years old. I'm just stiff arming dudes scoring touchdowns. I was the most average quarterback to ever play the game of all the people that have ever played. But, you know, I, I started tennis in eighth grade, like okay. really, really late. And like, so I played basketball, baseball, and football, and just as time went on. But uh, losing stinks. And we went from undefeated and scored on until I was in high school, where it was like we were two and eight every year, and a lot of the guys <laughs> stopped playing. And I never forget for those that might be football fans in the audience, they probably won't believe the story about his quarterback. We were losing like 40 to six or something. And um, I rolled I roll out to my left and there was no time left in the game. My receiver was like triple teamed and I just punted the ball in the stadium. <laughs> like I just punted it. And I just, it was a home game. And I just walked towards the locker room and I remember punting it here in the fans, like, Oh my goodness, like what's this yeah, guy right. doing? Yeah. And the yellow flags just everywhere. <laughs> and which I don't know if that's illegal or not. Yeah. I don't feel like I was ahead I of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you, you know, you're American football, so who knows what happened, but, and I, I had to quit. And that was the only thing I really ever quit mid season, but it was the, the best thing for me in my college yeah. game and, and everything kind of took off. But, uh, yeah, so I wish I could tell more amazing <laughs> stories, but that might be the best one I got. And um, how how did um, you you play college tennis? Then you went and tried a little bit of professional tennis, which is yeah. very tough life. You know, it's yeah. it's basically the 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 equal to minor league baseball. You right, you work right. very much for very little pay, and you're just there because you're you love it. You know. Yeah, um, but I had to know. And that's yeah, the thing. It's that... like if you saw my college and you were like, all right, played at Wright State University, it's not a power five. And yeah. I did well. I mean, we had a great year. Yeah. Uh, we won the conference championship. It came down to me. I had the slowest second serve ever recorded in <laughs> division one history uh, to win to win the match. And like, but I had to know, man. Yeah. And I spent two years and, and you know, I go to bed every night knowing yeah. that I tried and gave it my all. I don't have any regrets. And 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 it was it was a great time. But getting saved, you know, getting around the right people and and, you know, I had some people really quick, cause I think the problem with the people that are lost, they have like one or two little liners that they yeah. just, they kind of rest on. Yeah. And then when someone's challenged my little liners, it was like, well, what do you got now? Yeah. You know, and someone says to me, like, you know, for instance, I, I said, well, it was like, I don't believe that Jesus died. It was like, well, there's four people in the, in the new Testament that have the exact same story. <laughs> You know, and then it was like, well, I dare you, said this particular coach. I'll say his name, Jesse Cooper, down in Houston, Texas. And he's like, um, well, just try it. You know, yeah. he was like, don't be picky. So I prayed and I asked the Lord 
Lord, I don't, I've never really believed in you or anything. And yeah. listen, if Lord, I was like making a negotiation, like, yeah, I'm somebody, yeah. <laughs> like he's an equal. And I'm like, will you show yourself to me? Cause you know, you, I really got me thinking. And I remember calling my parents back with answering machines. I'm dating myself, yeah. but I remember calling my parents and the answer machine at the home phone picked up and I just was telling them how happy he was. And I was crying and I never felt that joy before in my life. Yeah. And I just sobbing on the answer. Which of course, mom calls me, baby, you okay? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing great. But like, like that's when I really knew that he was real. Yeah. And I was going to keep praying to him and figure out who this Jesus guy was and getting into the Bible and reading that, really understanding that the Bible, even in these COVID times, man, like it's true. Like the Bible's not wrong. And like, if you follow that, you're going to be, you're, yeah. you're going to see things that others don't, and then you can then help them. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Were there some people right there at your conversion that, that helped you after it, um, that, that guided you a little bit, mentored you? Um, yeah, a, a, little bit. a little bit. I think, you know, when you're traveling a lot, it made it tough. It really get yeah. saved at 23. I, I met my, my wife and, and we started going to church real before we got married. So it was a good four years. I didn't really, you know, cause you get saved. You don't always know what that means. Correct. Like I didn't really believe yeah. in a hell when I got saved. I was like, there's no hell. That's just something to scare people. And then I'm like reading, dude, read the, read the Bible. And it's yeah. like, that's real. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, there's some real stories. They're not, yeah. and they're not parables. They're real. And it's yeah. like, I was like, wow, okay. I had to like really chew on that. And I think things take time. You can't just hear something and it takes a minute. It really took me four years to go into a church yeah. and then to be educated, but then to be hungry with that. So I think once you know that the Bible's true and like you can better yourself in your life, you'll be more apt to pursue it. Yeah. 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 You, you are, you know, um, Chattanooga, not, not a Christian school, right? Correct. Um, how, how do you, um, make it so that you can still input some Bible lessons in there to, to make an impact in today's kids. Um, some who are not Christian, some that are might be Christian um, here at Liberty. I have the freedom to just say the sure. Jesus name every single sentence and that nothing's yeah. going to happen to me. Um, mm -hmm. But how, how does that look like to you on a, on a regular basis with your players and staff? Yeah, I think that kind of look at it as like, if I go to your house, you let me in the front door, right? And I think like, because you can, you're a Christian university, I have to go a little more around the side, a yeah. little more around the back, I have to be like, so for instance, you know, again, the juicy van rides, or you just, someone talks about it. And then it's like, I like to just ask a question. Yeah. And you know, when someone's like, I hear someone say, well, you know, the Bible's not true, or, you know, I don't believe in the gospel, or I don't believe in Jesus. It's like, well, you believe in seven days a week. That's in the Bible. And the year's 2021. And that's where did we get that date? Yeah. And I, I liked, or, you know, I like the watered down version. I said, like, when you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul. It's like, if you kind of coach under that narrative, you know, whatsoever, man, so at that shall you also reap, pay for yeah. what you get would be a more worldly yeah. way of saying it. Yeah. It's like, you actually believe in it more than you think you do. Yep. And I like to leave that out there. Now there are some subjects I don't discuss. I, I just I think it's uncouth, but like, yeah, I like to leave it out. I like to make them think. Yeah. Like I told you about the young lady that was like about, you know, maybe God made Adam as an organism. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, she was a, to my knowledge, she's a saved individual, but it's like, so I would think more of that less of like, probably like, that I would like to do some things, but also yeah. I, I, I have a job to do. So I think I have to respect that authority. And, Correct. And, Correct. And I don't know if, if cramming it down anyone's throats really ever worked, but yeah. I think people see there's something different in me. Um, and I think that they see 
wild. Like I hosted regionals one year and it, we had gotten some rain in the morning and all the courts were dry, but like two uh, an outdoor facility of 20 courts. Well, it was like, we had to practice too. Right. Yeah. And I gave our practice courts to another team. Yeah. So everyone at regionals got to warm up, but us. Yeah. And my players were nuts, but it was like, no, man, I can't. That's not how we're going to do things. And yeah. just little examples like that. Like we're not good. A team gets late because of traffic. No, we're starting at noon. It's like, <laughs> no, man, like, let's be cool. Like the coaches come together. I think just those are the little things. So yeah, I yeah, think that's that good. really pay off. Yeah. We're yeah. in the uh, planning seeds business, you know? Um, yeah, we- planting seeds, but I like to be a little more confrontational than that even. And just like questioning their narratives. Like, again, I used to own a trucking company and I, I never forget delivering to a shoe store. And this guy, someone must have talked about me before I made a delivery. Dude, I'm just a delivery guy. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know why you care. And this gentleman came out and he started questioning me on different things. And every time he had something to say, I had an answer, a Bible answer, not yeah. a Chad Camper opinion answer. Yeah. And I remember him walk away because you gave me a lot to think about. You know, I was like, thanks, man. I, I don't yeah. know what happened. I guess you could call that planting seeds. I like, I like to be a little more confrontational than that <laughs> because I think that, well, they see you do yeah. it because you care. Correct. Yeah. It shows passion. It's not that I'm showing I'm right and I Correct. read my Bible and you didn't. It's like, no, man, I want to see you in heaven one day. Yeah. 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 That's, that's great. Um, Chad, what, what are some of the, you, you've been now um, Chattanooga a few years, right? And you, yeah. and you, and you, um, you coached previously. Um, at Louisiana Tech. At Louisiana Tech. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were some of the things that you looked at when, looking at assistant coaches we have a lot of young coaches coming up uh, maybe yeah. not tennis specific because obviously you know that's a um you need to know tennis you know to hire somebody yeah, right um, yeah. but what are some of those intangibles um that young coaches can be start working on it right now if they want to get hired at a d1 level you know um yeah. regardless of the sport yeah i think knowing what's good for you because i think you know it's like wow i'd love to be at that power five school it's like maybe that's not how you're built you know like you know maybe you have a family maybe you got to really counter that and think about what that might be or you know what's your stance on authority like i've never i mean i was an assistant at right state but i had sean mccaffrey could have been couldn't have been a better head coach to work under but it's like how are you going to work under those situations and at the end of the day i guess my advice is be it's just a job no matter how attractive that logo is on the on the shirt or how amazing that facility is it's the end of the day it's just a job and what are you going to do there and don't turn around one day and wonder did you change the people around you or did that environment change you and i think that's the scariest thing Um, and i don't know other sports like football and basketball and i don't really want to speak for them but um you know i i feel like things you own end up owning you and you got to be really careful of that because you can turn around day and, and wonder whatever happened to the person that first got the job. Yeah. And I would be that, that would be something stay, stay strong in your convictions. And, and I, I mean that both religiously and, you know, professionally, your coaching. Yeah. Professionally. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, coach, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we would like to ask, how can we be praying for you um, as you move on here? with the season yeah i think i think the doubt i might have sounded all cool in the last 15 minutes but the problem is your players see your hypocrisy and they see your flaws and they see you at your worst and i think that's what i struggle with a lot after the season is like something i said even if i didn't mean to say it so i think for me um praying that my players don't think that i'm better than them but 
but that maybe I'm better off, right? Because I'm saved going to heaven. But yeah. so I guess so the hypocrisy, like maybe to be able to explain that because I'm not perfect. And um, I think also that's a tough question. Pray for that and for zeal. Because I think in these post-COVID days, you better know why you believe what you believe. You better be willing to back up what you say. And that takes zeal and courage. That's easy to say on a podcast this morning, but to actually put it <laughs> into work. I think praying for zeal and praying for my yeah. my players to, I don't know, see my flaws, but see Jesus more. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, man. That took me let, a minute to get to. No, <laughs> no problem. Let, 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 yeah. Let's get praying. Dear Jesus, um, thank you so much for, for this conversation with Coach Camper. Thank you for his vulnerability. Uh, thank you for his passion that he has for you first and foremost, but then for the players that he comes in contact with, his family, um, the staff. Um, Lord, I pray that you continue to work on his life, that, that he'll be the greatest role model um, available to his players on a daily basis, Lord, that sometimes he may be the only Bible that these players will ever read. Um, so, Lord, uh, give him the courage to continue to live out his convictions, um, living out his beliefs. Um, and, Father, um, just, just help him to, to be a great um, steward of, of the program um, at chat um, and um, allow him to, to have go- good conversation with his players in order to, to plant seeds and, and, and question some of those um, mistaken beliefs that they might be learning at school or from their families. Um, that they will be always be pointed towards you uh, through his message um, father thank you again for for this time in your name i pray amen 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 gian love uh love that really liked um just hearing his his story his transformation there from you know playing football and chasing the things of this world to being a, an all-star tennis player and then just saw some guys on the tour asking him some great questions, um, helping point him to Christ and, and what is transformation. And uh, I know he's doing a great, great work uh, there at UT Chattanooga. Yeah. What, one of the things I like, Chad, is that you can, he talked and he was very open about the transformation that happened in his life because he became a Christian. And sometimes the girls on my team get shocked by the stories I tell from high school. And, you know, when I was living in Brazil and she's like, oh, Coach Lemme, I never knew you could do those things, you know? But it's good that they can then see the, the, the effect that having Christ in our heart has in, in the rest of our lives. And Chad, you, you were a part of that transformation when I was a freshman here at Liberty. And we had a room, I had a roommate that went the complete opposite direction. And, and it was just a stark contrast. And he's still a great guy. You know, he's still successful in Brazil, um, but but it's, you know, you can tell that Coach Camper's uh, transformation of faith has really meant um, a lot to him, and he really wants to instill that in his uh, in his players. One of the things I liked is that he went from a high school quarterback and made a, 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 a business decision, you can say, to play tennis. You know, his team was not very good in high school, and then he decided to go play college tennis and became a college tennis standout. For some of you, and you've experienced this, Chad, but I'm a much better soccer player than than tennis player, and um, but I had to make a business decision in regards to scholarship and my parents being able to afford college, and I think that 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 has also some impact as well. Um, Coach, again, we we love doing these interviews with you. Chad was incredible. 
Um, and we, we would just ask if you could rate and review, that would be incredible. Just go on Apple podcasts, Spotify. Um, it just helps get this message out to as many people as possible. And coach, we can't wait for next week's episode. And until then, remember the mission field is right where you're at.